Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Revenue Podcast. I'm your man, Ethan Parker. and got Brendan Dodge here with me as always. And this is another episode of Focus Fridays. Brendan, uh, what will uh, folks learn today? Uh, they will learn how to handle a situation where you have a phenomenal first call. You get next steps in place, uh, but from the time that you have the first call to when the next step's about to happen, you get a email from your prospect saying, um, you know, they're they're all set. There's no need for, uh, you know, a next step. Um, they're going to handle this internally, get some type of objection or communication um, that's going to push that next step out even further. Um, so we unpack that in more detail today. Yeah, this is a good one. I had a lot of fun recording it drop some uh, maybe different takes here that aren't so popular. I think it's worth a listen. Um, that said, folks, we've had some people sending in some questions. Um, we like it. So keep it coming. If you're listening to this and you have a situation that you want us to unpack, chat through, talk about, um, reach out to me or Brendan on LinkedIn. Um, or uh, you can shoot me an email, Ethan at blissfulprospecting.com. And uh, without further ado, let's get to the show. All right, another episode of Focus Fridays. Brendan, what do we uh, what do we got to unpack this week? Let's unpack it. This um, saw this happen to one of our reps that we work with with our client. He had a really great introductory call. Uh, uncovered a lot of uh, priorities that the client was focused on. Was having a great conversation. Next steps were set. They. Uh, really aligned well on a lot of what the prospect wanted to accomplish. And they agreed on next steps were, was a demo. He was really excited, really great opportunity. However, week leading up to the demo, he got hit with an email that said, uh, you know, that they were going to take care of this internally and that a demo just didn't make sense or next steps didn't make sense for, you know, the next, I think it was like six months or something and to check back in and, you know, a quarter or two's time. So wanted to get your opinion and thoughts on how to handle that situation when you have a, a great intro call, next steps are set, and then, you know, leading up to your next step, uh, you know, your your champion, your prospect kind of hits you with an email to revisit in, you know, a couple months' time. Yeah, there's kind of multiple parts of this. There's like the immediate problem and then, you know, another angle here as well. Um, so this is why it's super important to stay engaged, you know, with your prospects throughout. So, you know, in this particular situation, the meetings were a month apart, first meeting, the second meeting. And uh, when you have that much time, which often, you know, two or three weeks is, is fairly normal to, you know, have space between, um, you know, calls, sometimes, sometimes longer with like bigger deals. Um, but we need to stay top of mind. So like what, you know, based on kind of the first conversation, like what could we share, even if it's not your company's info or you don't have like some type of playbook or something like that, that you can share that's like hyper relevant to the prospect that you can go find, you know, go search on Gardner for something that based off of they have an initiative around ABC, XYZ, like go do some research and see if you can find something you can share to be helpful and like add your little tidbit to, or, 
you know, even just something as simple as like dropping in some customer results that like maybe as someone that's in a similar spot between now and that second call. So I think that's really important. Uh, helps to reduce the amount that things like this happen. Now, to the second part, whenever something like that happens, I mean, like, just kind of put yourself in the prospect shoes for a second. Like, my guess would be something came up that, like, is occupying a lot of time or maybe a different initiative was put down by some other department that's carrying some bandwidth from them. Maybe, maybe a fire popped up and a problem. Maybe they lost a client. Maybe, you know, I don't know. There's lots of things that could have happened. And so, you know, before we know, like, where to go to where to try to, like, defend that position or you know, make an argument that would make sense for, um, you know, you to uh, get back on a call. Like we need to know a bit more information. So like step one, you know, I would, I would try to call that person. Uh, I would prefer not to have this chat over email. Like as soon as you can call them after the email sent, the better, you know, Hey, Brendan got your email, man. Um, had a couple quick questions. Totally hear where you're coming from. You just have like two minutes. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I want to dig into is, like obviously we've we've gathered some information here, so I want to leverage that up front for like context. Well, hey Brendan, um, you know, sounds like you guys have kind of you know determined a route in house that you're going to go with. It's super exciting! I know we talked about kind of some different you know approaches. You you mentioned on the call that you know ABC one two three, and yeah, I know that the calls are kind of spaced out. Lots of things to go on. I you know I have very limited insight. I understand, but you're just curious. It seemed like this was you know something that you really guys really wanted to kind of work towards building out and at least figure out. Um, sounds like you've, sounds like it came to some conclusions between now and then. I mean, you mind sharing kind of, you know, where you guys are at or, you know, kind of what, where, where you landed. I mean, it's always helpful for me too, Brendan, and I can, you know, I can share anything that might be helpful too based on that and get some information based on like what they're doing, like what they decided on doing, what caused this and that sort of thing. Um, and if it makes sense, if you have like a, something to send back to them, if they talk about a situation that you do have some insight, you could share, or you know, someone that kind of went through a similar thing and that's, that rings a bell and you know, some, you, you know, there's value to be provided, I'm not just trying to like sell me my thing right now, but like, I genuinely think I can help. Then I would say that and I would give a preview yeah. into that is like, be open to, you know, putting 30 minutes on the counter sometime next week, we can unpack it a little bit more and, you know, Brennan, if you feel like this is, you know, doesn't make sense after that, that's it's totally cool to let me know. I mean, uh, or, or right now, man, like you don't have to just humor me if, if, if this is something that, you know, isn't, you don't think it's worth your time. I'm you know, happy to revisit in the future. What do you think? And just let them decide. And if you're, the problem here of being able to do that is like, I am willing to take no as an answer that like, it doesn't make sense. Like I don't have any desire to spend my wheels working this deal. That's not a deal. So I'm perfectly fine with you saying, hey, no, really, Ethan, I appreciate the offer, but you know, I don't want to waste your time, man. It's just not in the cars for us right now. You know, I'd really like to talk in a couple quarters. Great. Sounds good, Brendan. I will uh, put a reminder on my calendar. I'll follow you some time and you know, whatever timeline might be. And uh, you know, we'll we'll go from there. Have a good one. Because I'm a long-term seller, and like every successful seller is like the stuff that I'm doing right now, I'm thinking about five years from now. I'm thinking about the network and connections and relationships I'm going to build. They're going to compound. It's like it's like putting money into any sort of fund or investment mm-hmm. or real estate. It's like, I'm not trying to make money on this right now. I'm not trying to cash out on this next month. I'm not trying to hit my number this quarter. I'm trying to build wealth for a lifetime. And sales is the same. And if you have that same mindset of like, 
I'm just constantly making deposits. And every year that percentage compounds and I make more and more and more. That's how sales works. And it doesn't work that way. If you're a shithead seller with commission breath, just shoves things down people's throat and wrangles you into calls you don't want to be on and like that, you're likely not going to sell much anyway, but you're certainly not going to sell very long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like just being <laughs> long-term minded and like, if it doesn't make sense right now, it doesn't make sense right now. I can't force you to buy something that you don't want right now, but I can keep this relationship very good and you enjoy this experience. I provide value on the way out. Maybe I hit you with some drips here and there with something I thought of you with. We pick up the conversation. Now you're definitely buying my thing. You know, like you can do this if you have a full pipeline and you're constantly thinking a year, two years down the road, this gets easy. I realize some people listen to this right now. Their deal cycles might be three months. It doesn't work for me. It does though. Like it does though, because not everyone you talk to is ready to buy right now. So like, yes, maybe it doesn't take a year to close a deal, but it might take a year for that person to be in a position where they're ready to close a deal. Are there things we could do to speed those things up? Sure. Sure. But at the end of the day, like, they're going to buy it when they're ready to buy it. And I can coach them, guide them, help them come to decisions, build strategies that I think will help them and share all the information I can that I know that will help them. And then they decide. And whenever they decide with them, fine, because you don't make or break my paycheck this month, this quarter, this year. But if I tarnish this relationship, you're, you're hurting my paycheck down the road. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I really like that. The, the opt out. Like the way you allow or open the door, because I feel like, especially from the prospects angle, they could, they could just feel uncomfortable just telling someone no or reasons why yeah. they're, you know, not moving forward. But like you, you make it. And I think it's really important. We talk about discovery stuff all the time. It's like, hey, that that openness, that that two way. Hey, look, like you know, at the end of the call, like. Usually, if it makes sense, we you know schedule next steps, do a deeper demo. That's typically what most companies do. But it's like, if it makes sense, I think is is it is the bigger piece here. And it's okay. Hey, no hard feelings. Like it's okay to let me know. Work out. Like just let me know. That's that's cool. I'm up. It's, you know, it's not fun. It's not fun for either one of us to sit on a sales call that you don't want to be here on. Like this is a waste of my time. It's a waste yeah. of your time. Like no, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. But you need to, it, it, you mentioned it too, you need to have the mindset of long, long-term long growth, long-term relationship building and thinking long-term. It can't be month-to-month. Like if you have a month-to-month, like, hey, I'm closing everything that I have in this month and I got to figure it out next month, like you're in trouble. Like it needs to be a Big long-term trouble. vision, a long-term mindset. So yeah, the best sellers I know, and I mean, you know, I've been doing this 11, 12 years now. I have a lot of people in my phone that I've done deals with in the past or haven't done deals with close lost opportunities, but they're still in my phone. And we're still buddies. And like, guess what? I may never do a deal with them, but you know how much business I've gotten through them? Like needing an intro to someone that you know, and like they had a good experience with you and you weren't a commission breast seller. Like you brought value. You cared about them. You put them first. They'll intro you to whoever you want <laughs> because you're going to treat everyone that way. And like, that's a good experience. And like, you can open doors that you never would have been able to. And that's just an intangible thing that's hard to measure, track, analyze, quantify. But it is one of the single most powerful things you can do to compound your sales career year over year. And it starts right in your first role. You never know who you're talking to as an SDR, as an AE, as a door-to-door seller, 
you never fucking know who you're talking to. And you never fucking know when you're going to cross paths with this person again, or one of you needs one another. And now because of that relationship and because of that experience, it works out. Do the hard work now to make it easy later. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I think that's a wrap. So we yeah, got that's a wrap, man. Mic drop. All right. Good cool. focus. Friday. We'll uh we'll uh we'll see everyone next week. Have a good Friday. Good weekend. Deuces, everybody.